A failed pizza delivery ends with detectives accusing me of running a crime syndicate. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I never mistook this job for low risk, but I never imagined it could potentially get me thrown in jail. We got a pretty sketchy delivery call at a late hour. Our front of house is constantly slammed with everyone desperate to eat at a table again now that the vaccine's out, and they were in the weeds, so I grabbed the phone. Before I could even finish our standard greeting, the guy just goes, yeah, it's Mac, I'm ordering a pizza. I'm not much for small talk either, so I'm rolling with it. Like, good for you, Mac, pick up our delivery. You know, just rattling off the standard questions. He answered the first few, but he seemed hesitant or confused. He argued with some other guy behind him for a sec, then got back on the line and ordered like normal, as though none of the preceding stuff had ever happened. Whatever. I caught his delivery and out I went. It was a standard large pizza, no toppings, no extras. They were gonna be paying cash. I pull up and it's a scary, run-down, sparsely populated apartment complex. Mostly broke college students in there now though, so I wasn't too concerned or anything. I get to the door and when I knock, it eases open a bit. This didn't seem like the ideal neighborhood to keep your door unlocked, but not my business. I called in. Hey, pizza. There was no response, so I called a little louder. Got your pizza out here. An alarmed voice from inside was like, shh, just come in. Uh, uh, no. I get that request weirdly a lot, like everyone from sketchy apartment bros to suburban soccer moms, asking me to bring the pizza to the dinner table because they're busy. Some people even pulled this during the pandemic, but it's a long-standing company policy and a pretty good one that entering the house for any reason whatsoever is a hard no. So I said back, can't do that, but I can leave it out here if you don't want to come to the door. Just need payment first. There was a silence followed by some shuffling and then the door shut and locked. And the guy was like, what do you mean payment first? That's not what we agreed on. Through the closed door, I was standing there wondering if this was the first pizza this man had ever ordered in his life. Because payment first is basically implied, right? But I'm not looking for any confrontations or trying to be a jerk. So I tell him, yeah, it's our store policy payment is first. And he erupts screaming, that's not what Mario and I discussed. So then I thought maybe he's trying to pull some kind of a scam on us because nobody at our store is named Mario and I'm the one who took his order. So I know what was discussed. I decided if they weren't going to pay, I'd made a reasonable attempt to deliver and I could safely head out now. As I'm preparing to do so, another guy, looking back now, I realize he didn't even have a box, walks very confidently up to the door, pounds on it like a heavy bag, and grunts, Pizza's here. I didn't know if this dude in the apartment had ordered two identical pizzas from different shops, or if our pizza had taken long enough that he thought we weren't coming, and called someone else over, or if maybe I had the wrong apartment or something. But it was weird enough that I decided to just go, especially because pizza guy number two was looking at me with a real intense stare. Way more malice than I'd ever be able to muster on behalf of defending the turf of our joints pies. He said something like, 
Can I help you? Or wrong apartment. Or something along the lines of a cordial get the heck away. But I was already on my way out and didn't really process it. I went back to the shop and told the story to the chef. We laughed and guessed at what it could have been to drive this man to order two pizzas at once. I didn't think about it again for several weeks. Those several weeks later, I was in the shop and a couple cops walk in. Not in uniform, but they had badges. They asked me if I'd been at such and such apartment complex on such and such day and I was like that was weeks ago I have no idea where I was so they were all like well in that case you wouldn't mind coming down to talk to us about what you do remember but I was like really nothing and they said well that's fine but let's talk anyway and see if there's something you might not realize is relevant that comes back to you and all this stuff essentially prodding me i told them i'm working right now but i can come later next week maybe but they were really insistent which should have sent off some flags in hindsight they were like well this is a really pressing matter and we'd appreciate it if you came in right now we'll explain it to your boss so there won't be any problems You'll really be helping us out. Their not being able to chat to me at work should have been the first red flag. But I knew I had not done anything illegal, so it didn't cross my mind that I could be in any sort of trouble or have a reason to worry. Especially because when I got to the police precinct, everyone was extremely friendly, like I was actually doing them a favor. They didn't throw me in a cell or try to intimidate me or anything. They brought me in a nice, air-conditioned conference room and gave me a comfortable chair, and asked if I wanted anything to drink, and really just kind of hung out with me for 20 to 30 minutes. To this day, I'm still confused about this. I think they even offered to order food if I remember right. I declined most of the basic offers, because I was anxious to get back to my shift. I didn't need my co-workers getting any wrong ideas. I played along and made nice because they did get the okay for my boss to go as long as I needed, but in in the back of my mind, I was like, didn't you say this was urgent? They're running short-staffed at work just so we can trade hot takes on the college baseball World Series. Eventually, though, and I think they were trying to be subtle, but they definitely weren't, they shifted to asking me about what they really brought me in to talk about. They asked me about if I'd made a delivery to the apartment complex, and I'd obviously racked my brain between when the cops first arrived and then. So I told them actually that I had, that I wasn't sure if it was exactly the day they were quoting me, but it was around then. I figured they'd ask about the delivery, but didn't want to get ahead of their questions. I figured a brain dump of information would make me come off as guilty. Plus, I didn't want to accidentally tell them more than they were expecting to hear and land myself here longer. But instead of asking, like, any of the questions I expected they'd ask, they said, And how long had you known the guys you were delivering to? Kind of confused, I responded, I didn't. I could see that my answer disappointed them, but it was the truth. They collected themselves pretty quickly, though. There were two detectives, the same two who'd come for me in the store, and one kept insisting the facts as they saw them, and the other kept trying to bend things in my favor. So the bend guy was like, okay, sure. Not like y'all are best friends or anything, but you at least knew them as customers, right? I wasn't sure what knew them as customers was supposed to mean, because to me, it was synonymous with not knowing them. So I said no. They changed topics. They asked how long the delivery had been planned for. I told them everything had to be ordered same day unless it was four or more pies, and I didn't remember exactly when they called, but per store policy, wouldn't have been more than an hour before it was delivered. Probably 
probably sooner based on where they were relative to the store. We went back and forth like this for way longer than I was anticipating. Them asking me questions that seemed to imply I knew something. Me feeling super confused and giving them visibly disappointing answers, reminding them I knew nothing. Eventually, they seemed pretty frustrated, and they were basically like, stop lying to us, man, cut the crap. Your friends rolled on you, it's done. And I'm sitting there thinking, I have friends? But of course, in all seriousness, I was shocked by the change of tone, because I had no clue what they were talking about, and so I told them. But they were both like, come on, man, you're just embarrassing yourself at this point, with one trying to reassure me that if I just told them what I knew, they could still help me, and the other saying I was too stupid to seize this last chance. Well, no reason to sit around and be spoken to like that. I got up to leave. Before I knew what was happening, I was being Mirandized. It was like a horror movie nightmare playing out in slow motion in front of my eyes. So I stopped with my I want you to know that I want to get back to work but I'm going to be chill out of courtesy demeanor and lost my head at that point. I kept really forcefully without coming off as erratic or so I hoped, insisting that I did not even know what they're talking about, like I'd been saying all along. They weren't having any of it. They kept saying, videotape doesn't lie, man. You want to see the tape before you lock yourself into another lie? The jury's going to eat this up. Jury? I nearly crapped myself. I don't even turn right at red lights half the time. Plus, you had video all this time you were grilling me to remember what happened, and you could have just shown me a video? What the heck? I knew I was in over my head at that point. A million thoughts were swirling around, and I was so overwhelmed and scared. I finally said what I should have said way back at the beginning, though I didn't say it nearly assertively enough, because I was trying to, you know, act innocent, not seem guilty and make things worse than they'd somehow already become. I was like, shouldn't I be talking to a lawyer? And they said, do you want to talk to a lawyer? Did you do something that would necessitate the aid of an attorney? And the other guy's like, if you want a lawyer, we'll get you one. But I have to say that does not look good on you. And I shouldn't have believed him, as my dad is now drilled into my brain. You never talk to the police. Only your lawyer does. But at the time, I thought, yeah, I guess asking for a lawyer does make it seem like I did something. Then they showed me an enhanced frames of the video and timestamps and they're saying all this stuff. It was really a blur at that point, but one thing in particular stood out. They said something that they'd already said a time or two before, but it hadn't totally sunk in until then. They alleged, your buddies thought this would be some quick money. They thought it'd be real slick to order a pizza instead of just calling and saying bring the stuff. At this point, it had been established that they thought I'd transported some large sum of ill-gotten cash into this apartment, and that we wouldn't be suspicious or we wouldn't follow up. I know you're a good guy. You didn't know what you were getting yourself into, but if you're not honest with us, we can't help you. I had told them repeatedly about the other guy who'd showed up to supposedly deliver a pizza. I even pointed him out on the footage. Unfortunately, the cameras didn't have audio, so they couldn't hear me arguing with the people in the apartment over a few measly bucks, or more importantly, hear this other guy say pizza. Because the other guy didn't have a pizza 
pizza box and I did, they didn't believe me that I wasn't the pizza part of this operation. To recap, apparently what they'd uncovered from the real criminals is that they were meant to take receipt of some money. The guys inside the apartment were told something like, that afternoon you'll get a pizza, to try and prevent anyone from saying anything incriminating on paper. These dumb jerks in the apartment did not understand the instructions and actually ordered a real pizza instead of just waiting for their cash delivery to show up. I'm pretty certain all that arguing I'd heard on the phone was one of the other criminals asking something to the effect of, are you sure you're supposed to order an actual pizza? Because what else would they have been arguing about right then? So once I connected all the dots, it was a matter of proving my pizza delivery was legitimate. They tried to get a record of the delivery when they talked to my boss, but we're a small shop. We only keep tickets through the end of the week, and we just sign a piece of paper confirming our tip amount every night. These guys wouldn't have factored in since they didn't pay. I didn't have anyone but the criminals to corroborate my story, and there was nothing in it for them to exonerate me, or they would have done it by now. But then I remembered. The chef. I told him all about this delivery. I begged the cops to talk to him and reminded them that I'd followed them right out of the store before I'd known what this was about, so they could trust he was totally untainted. Sure enough, he recounted it exactly as I told him, and told the police. The stories matched near identically. The cops went through our phone logs, but these guys had called in their order from a burner, so that was of no help. I figured the chef would be enough, but after I'd been in the precinct for nearly 8 hours total, they said they were going to go ahead and hold me until they could verify I didn't go with a decoy pizza and somehow give them money another way, or until they found the real delivery guy. They never would though because they didn't believe me that he was the other guy outside of the apartment on the video without a box. I don't know if he had the cash taped to him or what, but the cops were convinced it couldn't be him because he didn't have a bag, box, or something to hold the money. Finally realizing this was not a misunderstanding that was going to go away, all these years of watching Law & Order kicked in, and I asked for my phone call. I got my dad on the line, and he of course said don't say another word, and showed up with an attorney who had me out within an hour of his arrival. I was formally cleared of all involvement the next day, barely got an apology. None of this will show up on my record or anything, but still, you'd think they'd be a little more remorseful about what they put me through. My boss gave me a couple paid days off, having seen how serious it all was with questioning the chef and searching the phone logs and everything. I think he was just glad I wasn't an embezzler or serial murderer or otherwise a criminal, because for the longest time, all they would tell him is I was involved in a situation and they needed information. So yeah, tread lightly. Don't be like me and make this your whole career delivering pizzas to jerks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
That is absolutely insane. One thing I'm not surprised about in this whole story is the cops not apologizing at the end of it all. No cop is ever going to be happy to admit that they were wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's written in the handbook or something. But regardless, you went through a whole lot just because you were doing your job. I mean, yeah, there were a whole bunch of red flags and this situation was super sketchy. But honestly, what are you going to do? Some guy called for a pizza? You took the order? You have to deliver it. Weirdos call for pizza all the time. They enjoy it just as much as anyone else. How are you supposed to know that pizza is code for drug money or something? Once you realized how serious the situation was getting, you did the right thing. You shut your mouth and you get a lawyer. You especially get a lawyer if you're innocent. Don't let the cops say that kind of stuff to you about how it makes you look guilty. They don't want you getting a lawyer because it makes their job more difficult. I hate to say it, but a lot of cops don't give a crap about the average person. In their eyes, everyone's a criminal. Except them, of course. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And don't forget to subscribe. Entitled Dad Bullies Innocent Cashier, so I dealt with it in a way that I'm pretty proud of. Right now, I'm feeling pretty proud of myself for doing something wild. This last weekend, my wife and I decided to visit her family. They live in a much larger city than we do, and we go now and again to break up the monotony. On Saturday, my wife and her sister wanted to go shopping at one of the larger malls in the area. Not wanting to do nothing alone, I tagged along. At some point, while listening to their girl talk, I decided to grab a bite. So I told my wife and headed to the food court. At this point, the lunch rush was still going on, so the place was fairly packed. I decided on Chinese food, a place I had been to before, so I trusted that the food was good. So I got in line to wait like anyone else. This particular restaurant was pretty simple. It had four cashier lanes and grills behind it where you could watch the cooks make your order while you wait. But being a Chinese place, it took longer than the typical fast food place, so the lines were moving slowly. While waiting, my phone died. I simply forgot to charge it earlier. So I started people watching the crowd to avoid getting bored. Nothing out of the ordinary. Until I noticed entitled dad with two boys a little bit ahead of me in the line next to me. The two boys, maybe around 11 and 9, must have been getting impatient because they would periodically start to screw around or bug entitled dad. Occasionally pushing each other around or asking when they would have food. Entitled dad looked like he was growing more agitated by the minute. Every time he had to turn to deal with these two, his face grew redder and redder. Understand, dear listener, that this was a busy, loud area, and they weren't being super loud, so they didn't really attract attention yet. I did, however, have to turn away now and again to avoid being noticed, though. The trouble started when Entitled Dad finally reached his turn. The girl politely did the usual and asked him for his order. But instead of just ordering, Entitled Dad started to complain, mainly about how long he and the two boys were in line for. She did her best to be polite, but he just kept going for a few minutes. By this time, the gentleman behind the trio was getting annoyed and noticed me and gestured to Entitled Dad with the you gotta be kidding me look. So I just responded with a shrug. As far as I knew, he wasn't wrong. If Entitled Dad was in such a hurry, why not just get your food and be done with it? Eventually, the girl at the register was able to get the order. I was now second in place in my line and right next to the two kids 
kids by this point. I could hear the angry, entitled dad go into a tirade about the performance of the restaurant and insist that if it wasn't for his kids wanting it, they would have gone to a better place. About how said Japanese place was better, but because it was currently closed, they had to suffer through this. Entitled dad even started to insult the poor girl behind the counter. The gentleman behind Entitled Dad and the two boys tried to tell Entitled Dad off, telling him they were just doing their best. But Entitled Dad shot back with the typical, I'm a paying customer, I can do what I want, excuse, and kept going. The girl was obviously growing upset, as Entitled Dad was bullying her, and I could see tears start to form in her eyes. Entitled Dad just wouldn't give her a break. The gentleman behind the trio was also looking like he was getting ready to throw punches. At this moment, I thought that I really wanted to do something, but I didn't want to get into a fight, even if I had backup or ended up being the backup for someone else. That's when I noticed it. Entitled Dad was wearing cargo shorts, the kind that never seemed to fit right. I thought for a second and found an alternative idea. I found myself just reacting, and the whole thing took only a few seconds. I stepped forward in between Entitled Dad and the two kids, grabbed both loops of the seat of his pants, and yanked as hard as I could. Without stopping, I immediately ran for it. I had to push through a lady in the last line, but I made it. I heard a lot of screaming behind me, but not wanting to get pummeled by an angry, entitled dad, I didn't even look back. I ran to the other side of the mall where my wife was still shopping with her sister. I knew my wife well enough to predict what stores they would be in. I felt safe enough in a girl's clothing store next to my wife. So after I caught my breath, I just started laughing. My wife gave me a what the heck look and I just told her I'd tell her later. I didn't want to spoil their shopping, so I spent the rest of the time keeping an eye out for an angry entitled dad. I did spot them at one point, now with a blonde lady and a little girl in tow, but that was it. I was lucky enough to avoid them. When we decided to go eat, the lunch rush was pretty much over and I just had to know. I went back to the Chinese place and luckily the young girl was still there, so I purposely waited behind an extra person for a chance to talk. When I got the chance, I asked her what happened to Entitled Dad. She told me that someone yanked his pants down mid-tirade. The guy who did the deed took off, but Entitled Dad couldn't catch him because the gentleman behind Entitled Dad took the opportunity to push him flat on his butt. The gentleman just insisted that he was trying to catch the culprit and missed. Then, Entitled Dad, being the official center of attention, just grumbled for the rest of the time. He got his food, paid, and sat down on the opposite side of the food court somewhere. I wanted to laugh, but just in case, I never told her it was me who did the pantsing, even though I really wanted to. So I just took my order and joined my wife and her sister for lunch. I told my wife later and we had a laugh. She scolded me for pulling such a stunt, but was proud of me for finding such a funny method for helping the cashier. I think I just found the best new way to deal with jerks. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.